Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I'll be uh, leading the program here for the next uh, two hours. Ah, leading is, is a pretty misleading word. Uh, I'll be the, the guy who talks first, usually. That's about it. Um, I don't do the show oh, by myself. Talk, oh. talk to you. There we go. I don't do the show by myself. On my right is the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. His name is Earl. Audacity froze. Audacity froze. The music froze. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, <laughs> oh, I guess no intro music today. <laughs> Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead like a workshop. Boss. Remember like birthdays. Boss. There we go. Like the boss. <laughs> like the boss. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Earl. Ah, oh, good to be back in the mobile magswag.com studios. Hey, your mobile studio is bigger than our regular studio. Yes, it is. Tell everybody about the size of your mobile studio. Oh, it's probably about 67 feet long and about 8 foot wide. Ladies and gentlemen, size matters. Size matters. (laughs) (laughs) And it also moves fairly quickly for its size, too. Well, you know, once you get it up to speed, uh, you can roll downhill pretty fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen about 75 miles an hour. There you go. They, it, it, that's the uh, the speed limit, by the way, folks, also. That's not anything he's doing above. Um, Earl has uh, – listen, Earl's on the road. He got a, got a he got a long mission this morning, so he's out to uh, – well, listen, normally you bring us back Coors Light from Texarkana, but today you're bringing back uh, Clam Chowder from Boston, I understand. New England clam chowder. Yep. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, that's that's how it works. Um, uh, tell how far have you uh, you gone today? How 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 far out uh, do you have to go? How many hours? Tell people what it is uh, to, to be the daily Earl. Uh, today I've got about an eight hour run. So far I've done about four hundred and twenty four miles, and I've got about a hundred and fifty hundred and fifty more to go. You know, quick little run. That's it, and it's dark, I'll and he's back. wearing sunglasses. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, um, and, and I'm and I'm I'm doing all this without the benefit of a speedy car. Yeah, you got no blocker. 
You've got no blocker. You're just doing this on your oh, own. Oh, no blocker. Yep. Doing it up and back. Up and back. Getting some clam chowder. Listen, Big Enos and Little Enos will be happy that they get their clam chowder, so all will be well. All will be well. Um, no man ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. For sure. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Um, where are we? Oh, all right. Let's see. Um, interesting week. Um, I, I don't know about yours, Earl. I know um, this week so far. Let me see if I can give you the highlights uh, this week. Um, uh, I, I don't know if, uh, Earl, you and I even talked about this. Um, I think you, uh, when we normally have a production meeting. That's right. You were not at the production meeting this week because you got, you got stuck at work again. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. I got to go to the bank this week. I get listen. I get, I get people that you know <laughs> write checks. You know whether it's sponsors or regular work or whatever like that. And um, I, uh, I I had a check made out to my first name, Mike. Mike. Well, listen. It, it, it does, I'm going to let you in on a surprise here, folks. Um, Mike is my nickname. It's not my real first name. Uh, my real first name is uh, Bob Maluga Luga Luga Luga. No, my real first name is Michael. I know that's a big shocker to some that Mike is short for Michael. Um, well, it was you don't even, say. Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, um, you, you, Earl, you got one of them regular names, though, like Earl. You know, like uh, look at Major Bill, though. His is one of the most yeah. confusing ones. Bill, short for William, right? Um, you got your Dave, short for David. Yeah. You know, uh, Kevin's got his. Kevin is Kevin, right? I mean, you can call him Kev, I guess, but. Uh, let's see, uh, you yeah. know, Bob for Robert, you know, it's just the only one that's ever given me weird was like, um, uh, you know, Dick for Richard, you know, that's, that's always one that's a little bit, yeah, rich I get, but you know, yeah, uh, yeah, rich or Rick, but wh- right. where do you come up with Dick? You know, right, like, right, other, right, you know right. they say, yeah, the president, Tricky Dick, who are you talking about? Right, like right. Richard Nixon. Yep. Oh, how do you get Tricky Dick out of Richard? Let's see. Well, a couple of drinks probably. Um, let's see you, um, yeah, yeah. you, uh, What's the other one that's uh, that's always uh, uh, um, Hank for Han- for Henry? Uh, I-, I can see that's a little bit different, but anyway, you know, for Mike for for Michael, that's pretty that's pretty easy, right? That's pretty common. Um, I think that's pretty common. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, not at Chase Bank. Just so you know, if you if you if you happen to be uh, looking for a bank right now at, at Chase Bank, I'm going to make sure I say their names because this is the Trufuses. Nothing but the Trufuses today for you. Um, I went into I went into Chase to cash a check. Because I'm a credit union guy, I like the I like the credit union feel, but I wanted a little extra, you know. Yeah, me too. I wanted a little extra cash on hand for the weekend, you know, for um, you, you know, so I'd have to wait the two days or five days, whatever the waiting period is. So I so I had a check from a Chase Bank, so I took it in there and went to cash it, and I'd probably do this once or twice a month. And she looked at my IDs and said, "This check's not made out to you." And I'm like, "It, yeah, it is. It's 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 my name." She said, no, this says Mike, and, and you're Michael on your IDs. And I was like, are you messing around? Because I'm kind of in a hurry. So if you are, get to the point quick, you know? Um, and she was like, no, you can't. And I said, well, hold on. Let me see the check back. And I, and I grabbed a pen, and I started to change, because it was a handwritten check, the Mike to Michael. And she's like, you can't do that, sir. That's, that's you know, you're not the person who signed the check. I was like, you have no idea who signed this check, because you can't read that, right? But evidently, you got to have the right first name on yeah. the check. Um, so I took it and I wrote uh, Michael on it. Um, walked out of that bank, went about a mile and a half down the road to another Chase bank. Walked in, gave them my ID, gave them the check, and they gave me my cash. But I got to deal with uh, <laughs> I got to deal with Karen at the bank. Basically, is what happened to me. Um, so that was that was lots of fun, loads of fun. Thank you, Karen. Yeah. So. Uh, that, that went well. And other than that, uh, I like other, how, that, that, 
I, I like how the, they'll debit your account instantaneously, but when they when they owe you money, oh, that's going to take take seven to ten business days. I don't get it. Sometimes I don't get it. I know you and I have had that yeah. problem before when we dealt with uh, um, what was it, Bank of America, because we were doing firearms transactions, and once they found out it was firearms transactions, they they locked stuff up. Now we know PayPal does that. Uh, we know. There's a couple other services out there, those cash apps that do that, uh, but when it deals with firearms. But Bank of America, they, they were just blatant about it. Like, we're the, we're the Bank of America, but the America without the Constitution in it. So um, I, I remember going, yeah. going yeah. into them, exactly. walking right in, going, I want my money. No, I don't want a check. I want all my money, and I want it out now, and I want you to cancel my credit cards. I want you to do everything for Bank of America right now. So that was it. That was it. Um, so all good. All good stuff. Uh, we got um, uh, we got a great show planned for you. In fact, uh, next segment, we have a bit of a surprise for you folks. I don't know if you know who Grover Norquist is uh, from Americans for Tax Reform. He's going to be joining us. Now, listen, he's got a, he's got a history with conservatives that goes back to the Reagan era. And, and listen, we're going to have a great time talking to Grover. So um, we want you to sit Hi. back, enjoy, get yourself some coffee. If you've got some questions, uh, we're going to have him on a segment or two. Go to the Facebook page. Throw some, throw some questions up there. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll see if we can't get to them. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. Oh, the Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity. Not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one minute hey, of a second, when innovation ignites performance... Hey, yep. That's me calling on your cell. You can pick up. Curiosity. Yep. No, I, I saw him call before. I tried to pick him up, but the board wouldn't take it. Could you poke him and ask him to call again? Um, yeah, I want to give you his number. I just don't want to give it to you over the... Because we're on the internet feed also. So if you can pick up your cell, oh, yep, I'll give it to sure. you. Tactical rifle. Okay. Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Hey, you Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. You'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin yes, County since Northwest Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. All right, I got him on the board, so he's ready to go. Awesome. Next segment, we got about two minutes till we come back. Awesome, thank you. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. Forgive me one minute, actually. Okay. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Is that you, Earl? I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Oh. When someone oh, says okay. we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles. 30 seconds. hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Hey, Colton. Join the Second Amendment Foundation. To- yep. So his mic till we call him. Bill of Rights might live. Call. Okay, his mic is off right now. He's off the air, but I'll take him off preview. Okay. That's 425-454-7012. All right, here we go. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. That's the magswag.com studios. Uh, Earl, do I still have you with us? Are you still there with me? I know you're, uh, you're riding a big rig back, uh, yeah. back into town to make sure you got, got us here. Oh yeah! All right. Got you five by five. Five by five. I got you five by five, Come cowboy. Back. Got you. Got you on. A, I got you. Come. You're, you're pegging all the way through. I got you five by five. Let's see here. Let's take a look. All right. Uh, we got this ready. This is set. You know, every once in a while, we uh, we, we score and we get a big guest. Uh, you know, somebody really in the know. Uh, and then other times, we get people even bigger than that. And that's who we got this time. Uh, I want to just bring them on because I want to have as much time as possible with them. Um, uh, from uh, the Americans for Tax Reform, please welcome to the program uh, Grover Norquist. Grover, welcome to the program, Thank you sir. For having me. Yeah. Good to be with you. Uh, this is a treat, sir. Listen, uh, you know, I, I've, I've talked to some of the, the, the people that you've dealt with over the years. Uh, we're a friend of uh, Neil McCabe's also. Uh, you know, we've seen you guys together doing oh, your yeah. thing. And um, just, just to be able to, to get you here is a, is a true uh, pleasure for us uh, and for, I'm sure for all of the folks listening to us. So um, let's jump right in because I know how uh, important your time is. Tell, tell, tell me about Americans for Tax Reform. Let's get everybody up to speed uh, on this uh, incredible organization. Sure. Uh, Ronald Reagan, President Reagan, asked me to organize it back in 1985, uh, and it became the vehicle through which we passed the Tax Reform Act of 1986, which took the corporate rate down from 50 to 35 and the individual rate down to 28. Bush and two Democrats moved it up by almost 40, but it was at 28. There were two, there were two rates, 15 and 28. Pretty simple, pretty uh, Pretty good tax policy. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we run the No Tax Increase Pledge. We ask all elected officials, all candidates for office, to make a written commitment, signed written commitment to the American people, that they will oppose and vote against any and all tax increases. Uh, bad news is that, good news is that Bush took it, um, Bush 40, 41. Bad news is he broke it, <laughs> but then he lost the election. And all yeah. Republicans learned a lesson. Take the pledge, win the primary. Take the pledge, win the general. 
break the pledge, lose. Therefore, don't break the pledge. And we haven't had somebody break the pledge since. Good news is that as long as there's a Republican majority in the House or Senate, we have stopped a tax increase every year. And that's 60 percent of the time since uh, 1994 when the Republicans, all of them took the pledge. And we've held the House and the Senate for Republicans 60 percent of the time. Uh, Democrats have only been able to raise taxes when they won the House and Senate and uh, White House, which is two years under Clinton, then they lost the House and Senate, two years under Obama, then they lost the House and six Senate seats, and perhaps two years under Biden. But you can do a lot of damage in two years. Yeah, yeah, listen, absolutely. Um, listen, President Bush, 41, we all remember the quote, you know, read my lips, no new taxes. Um, and we, we saw what happened there after coming off the high of the Gulf War. And uh, you raise those taxes, look what happens, and especially after you take that pledge. And, and he was the first president I voted, well, I legally voted for. Uh, I voted early for another president. Um, the <laughs> That's a different story, Grover. I don't, I don't want to get you into that. Uh, there might be a statute of limitations we're worried about there. Um, the um, uh, But this has gone on now. It's, it's over the past couple of years. Have, it looks like less, a couple less have been taking the tax pledge, the no new tax increase pledge. No, we're doing, we have about 85 90% of uh, Republicans that signed the pledge and kept it in the House and Senate. All the presidents who've run, uh, uh, even uh, Romney and, and uh, McCain uh, and, and Trump. And so, uh, and again, it, we've stopped any tax increase that the Democrats wanted, even when they said the world was going to end. Yeah. So as long as the Republicans are running the House and Senate, House or Senate, right. uh, they've been able to hold that off. But, yeah, you know, we have to keep keep them on the straight and narrow. It. Yeah. Uh, but it's step one is them taking, taking the pledge. Let's uh, let's jump to uh, what 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 you're doing today and, and tax pledges with uh, President Biden's uh, plans for uh, for firearms and AR-15s. Uh, how uh, he wants to turn these into well, basically, I'll let you talk about it, class three items, which that's a two hundred dollar tax on every gun that you already own. Yes, uh, Biden has decided. Well, he ran for president saying he wouldn't raise taxes on anyone who earned less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. But he also, that same time, said that he wanted to have a $200 tax on anyone buying basically a rifle. Uh, they call them assault weapons, but an assault weapon is what some liberal calls it. Uh, they don't know the difference. Exactly. Uh, and uh, another $200 for a large magazine, 10, uh, 10 rounds. Uh, so that's $400 for you know, an AR-15. If you got two of them, it's $800. If everybody who had an AR-15 paid these taxes, $3.6 billion. Uh, what they're trying to do is what Democrats in the Old South used to do, is they said, oh, yeah, there's a constitutional right to vote, but we have a poll tax. There's a tax on your right to vote. Uh, and so they kept people who should have been able to vote from voting because they said, you got to pay up a few bucks, and people said, I'll pass. Uh, they're hoping, not, it wasn't 200 bucks, by the way, <laughs> right. a lot less than that. Yeah. Uh, so they're trying to put a tax barrier between the American people and their constitutional rights. I would like to think the Supreme Court would strike that down. I would like to think that Congress would say you cannot do that by executive order. But I'm not sure either the House or the Senate would say you can't do that by executive order. I, I think there's a very real danger that they will make that case. Hopefully the courts will say you can't do that. But uh, it could take a while. It could be very damaging. It's in, and certainly, we need to fix this so that this never happens again. Oh, and by the way, Biden, when he said he would never tax anyone who earned uh, less than $400,000 a year, 
At the same time, he was telling his left-wing friends, I'm going to tax people's guns away. And there are just very few people who earn more than $400,000 a year that have an AK, an yeah. AR-15. So uh, this is using tax policy, the IRS, to assault people's liberties. And, and this is one of the tactics we see with, 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 with firearms and with the Second Amendment, is that, uh, you know, listen, we're, we're, I, I'm for your guns, but we're going to tax it. Now you have to pay an extra rate. They, even Washington State, California has tried this with taxing ammunition. Uh, you know, well, you have the right to bear arms, you don't have the right to bear ammunition. Oh, okay, great. Uh, you know, you're, 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 you're splitting apples and oranges there. It's, it's, one doesn't go anywhere without the other. Um, it's, it's, it's something uh, we have Senator to do. Senator Moynihan. Senator Moynihan of uh, New York, uh, years, years ago, it was a while ago, um, he said, here's what we do. We make it difficult to get ammunition because after 25 years or so, that was his count, that the ammunition won't be any good, and you've basically made all the guns worthless. Uh, so these guys are like the, the gun control people, the gun yeah. abolitionist people, are like a teenage boy on a prom date. They keep asking the same questions different ways and um, hoping to get a different answer. So they wanted to take away your guns. They, when I was a kid, they wanted to ban handguns, uh, coalition committee to ban handguns, uh, and just Saturday night specials. Right, right. And they promised no one would ever talk about taking a rifle away. Just That was so insane. No one was for that until they thought, well, maybe we can sell attacking rifles first. This tax, by the way, when you pay a tax, what do you have to do? Oh, you have to register your gun because yeah. how do you know what gun the tax was paid on? Unless we have your fingerprints, which is in the requirement they want, uh, and you have, it's like a, I'm looking at it here. It's about seven, eight pages of uh, things you have to fill out, and uh, what you know what the requirement is. Yeah, they want your fingerprints. They want your picture. They want your address. Oh, and uh, why do you want this? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, folks, I want to make sure you're paying attention. When you go to buy a gun now, you do have to do your paperwork and your background, which is you know, already a step for uh, you know registration to, to, to confiscation. But once these are transferred over from a Class 1 firearm to a Class 3 firearm, now you have to tell them everything. They have to know where it is. You have to give them fingerprints, pictures, everything. They'll know exactly where it is. It's just another step. We tell you this every time. You know, The steps towards confiscation, this is step 2 and 3. We're already into it. Uh, it, it just, it, I'm sorry, Grover, it boils Britain, my blood. Canada. Yeah, Australia, Britain, Canada, New York City. New York City registered guns and then took them. Uh, Australia, Canada, Britain. Once they've got the list of who's got them, then they move. The question I've always asked, and ever since I was a kid, I was smart enough to know, what is it that the Democrats, the left, intend to do? At first, they want to take all our guns away before they discuss <laughs> the yeah. next step. Yeah. Um, what? What? It, it must be some. I, I think what they're suggesting right now is pretty horrible in terms of taxes and spending and running our lives and telling us what to do. But they, there is something they're waiting on acting on until <laughs> we're disarmed. Yeah, and and listen, we, we we've seen in the past what it is. You take the guns, stop the education, get on the trains, go for a little ride into the forest. You know, let's let's see what happens. And you know, I've, I've, I won't hold anything above anybody because we've seen what history will do. Um, Grover, we got a break to go to. Can you hang out with us again for a little bit? Absolutely. Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We've got Mr. Grover Norquist on us. Go get yourself a drink. Come on, get back here. You got three minutes. We'll be back with more with Grover.
me. I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, and there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact KidsPeace at 1-866-4-KIDSPEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to SSS.com. Coming back in one minute. One minute. To register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. We're just going to jump right back in with our guests because we want as much time as possible with them. Uh, please welcome back to the program Mr. Grover Norquist. Grover, thanks for hanging in there. Absolutely. Good to Gro be with you. Grover, before we, uh, before we get to the end and I run out of time, how can people follow uh, what you're doing, what Americans for Tax Reform is doing? How can they keep up with you? Sure. Our website is ATR, Americans for Tax Reform, atr.org. 
uh, and I tweet at Grover Norquist, uh, and I tweet about taxes, spending, Second Amendment, vaping, daughters. Yeah, listen, I got one that's sixteen, so we might have to compare notes on how to, you know, keep the uh, the the boys away. Let's let's, let's just say that it's because it's that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Grover, did you get a chance to see uh, David Chipman's uh, first round of hearings last week? I did not. Okay. Um, I saw that he thought the twenty twos were assault weapons, or could be. Yeah, troubling. Yeah, he said uh, you know, anything that uh, takes a, a – at one point he said 22 or larger, then he said 22, then he said uh, larger than 22. I don't even think he knows the difference, uh, but he said that was a, 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 a rifle that could accept a magazine. So a uh, little nervous, a little scared about him. Uh, so that's, a, that's something we're definitely watching out for. We hope we get some crossover votes there. He, he's been part of the Bloomberg-funded gun control crowd for some time. So unlike a lot of congressmen and senators or you know, people on ABC, CBS, and NBC, he's not an idiot on this subject. He knows what he's talking about. So um, he's lying uh, oh, yeah. when he goes yeah. back and forth on those things. Yeah. Congressmen and senators actually think an assault weapon is a machine gun, and they think that well, AR-15 sounds like AK-47. <laughs> so isn't that the same thing I've seen in the movies? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's and, and it's oh. either uh, it's either pure ignorance or, or willful lying. You know, like you said, and uh, I believe it's somewhere in the middle for both of them, for all of them. Um, my opinion there, um, Grover. I, I, and listen, I, we didn't, folks, we didn't prep this ahead of time, so I, I want to make sure I'm asking the uh, the questions that uh, that we all want to hear. Um, you're a former board member of the NRA. I'd love to get your opinion on what you think is going on with the happenings in the NRA these days. Uh, well, I cycled out after 18 years just before the excitement. Right, <laughs> so right. Um, I still get letters because I was, like, from New York, uh, because I was on the board during the period which they're uh, complaining about. Right. Uh, there, there are two things. The New York AG, Attorney General, running for office said, my goal is to take down the NRA. Right. Uh, you can fault the NRA for not leaving unincorporated in New York, oh, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> um and yet at some point, even back then, there, there was less desperation on the part of the left. The left believed that history was with them. They believed they were going to win. They believed that sometimes their goals were delayed, but they were all inevitable. But we've now, since 1994, had a Republican House and Senate 60% of the time. Mm-hmm. Before 1994, in the previous 62 years, the Republicans had the House and Senate four years of 62 years. Yeah. So we've gone from almost never to more often than not. And they are terrified because they've lost the Supreme Court, which they owned for many years. Um, They've lost state legislatures. They've lost the Solid South, which was the base of the modern Democratic Party and giving them, you know, halfway to a majority in the Senate just from the the South alone. Um, Their control of the country, now that's why they shifted to getting woke CEOs helping them and a handful of billionaires and so on. They are terrified of losing it all. And when they see 20 million Americans with a concealed carry permit, Texas now being, what, the 21st state to do constitutional carry? Mm -hmm. You know, what in the world's wrong with Texas that it took this long to constitutional (laughs) carry in Texas? But they they have some bad leadership there. They had a guy named Strauss who was uh, head of the House, but he governed with Democrats. So Texas has actually had Democrat control of a legislature, at least a veto for more years than you'd think in that state. Right. Uh, but now, 21 states, 
um, constitutional carry. You don't need a permit to carry uh, concealed. Uh, and uh, I, I think that it, we were within inches of getting reciprocity between all 50 states and allowing your, your marriage license, your driver's license, and your concealed carry permit all valid in all 50 states. Well, that's what you full faith and credit means. You married I mean, or right? have that's, a car in Ohio. Yeah. That's, that, that's the definition of so full we're, faith we're, and credit right there. We were close to that. Yeah. 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 And that, at which point the left sees themselves as losing everything completely on this issue. And I, I think they will, but there is a moment here where they've got, they're hanging on by their fingernails, 50-50 in the Senate, five votes up in the House. Um, Biden, whatever governing committee, <laughs> makes the decisions for him. Uh, they, yeah. and they don't have the courts and they don't have the states to, you know, state legislators and governors that they once did. So their they're hold on power is tenuous, but they are going to make a lurch to take everything. Uh, watch them try and do something to get rid of the filibuster so that they could pass gun laws with 50 votes in the Senate. And remember, Manchin of uh, West Virginia was one of the pro-gun control votes when Obama was going after us. Right, right. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And then, like you said, it's a limited amount of time. You know, the history shows that, you know, once we get to the uh, the midterms that they're going to lose a couple of those seats and there's just one we need back in the Senate. And But then again, you know, you get people like, uh, uh, you know, Romney in there and, uh, um, oh, boy, uh, drawing a blank, Susan Collins, those those type of people, you know, you, you stand to lose those votes any any day. Uh, Susan Collins not going to steal your guns. Uh, she's in Maine. Maine's a constitutional carry state. Right. Um, I do worry about Romney only because you could get a headline by being yeah. uh, obstreperous. Yeah. Uh, but Utah's not a state that would reward him for playing smash mouth with the Second Amendment. And, but that's what I worry about with him, though. He, he believes he's bigger than Utah. You know, he could find something else. You know, he could come back and look for that national office again. Um, Grover, we got about three minutes left, and I'm going to ask you a selfish question now. Um, um, uh, memories of Ronald Reagan. Uh, wh- what, what do you have? Uh, listen, he's a, he's a hero to, to many. Uh, and I'm curious that personal, uh, maybe a personal story you could share with us. Oh, sure. Well, among other things, uh, I organized the uh, Reagan Legacy Project, which is looking to name something after Reagan in every state and every county. We just, uh, they arranged in Kiev, Ukraine, to do a Reagan statue. Wow. I have seen the, uh, the Reagan statue in Hungary. Um, and uh, so Eastern Europe's doing very well. We're doing okay in the United States with um, uh, highways and, and other things named after uh, President Reagan. Uh, I just think, I met him... Um, I think probably I met him at the White House early on when he was president, and I was one of the guys in college Republicans, uh, and we were organizing campuses in support of the Polish uh, freedom movement. We were there talking to him about that. Uh, he was just a generally pleasant, nice guy, uh, and, and smart, and principled, and all the things that uh, you know you wish all of our candidates could be. Uh, he really understood the direction of freedom that he wanted to go in, uh, and he was committed to that. Uh, and he was just pleasant and cheerful and a nice guy uh, as well. So um, I, I, when we started Americans for Tax Reform, the two of us, we flew down to Florida and did a big event in front of everybody. And he signed the ATR pledge thing. And he was a big supporter of getting Republicans to take that pledge, not to raise taxes. 
that's that, that's yeah. Anything that we see, and anytime I get any something behind the scenes on him, it's always uh, it's always amazing little facts to to, to learn about that. Um, yeah, he's um, you know the just 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 a hero to to many of of that generation, uh, and and even rightfully so now. I, I hate the way that you know some try to retell his story, whether it was on. Uh, you know, jobs, uh, you know, foreign policy, taxes, uh, guns, whatever it was. It's 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 just uh, it's it's liberals rewriting the history books is what it is. And it, and it drives me nuts sometimes. So I thank you for that story and thank you for sharing oh. it with, with the listeners. You got it. He broke the back of the Soviet Union and turned the economy around and ended inflation, cut taxes and created the longest period of economic growth the country's seen in a long time. Absolutely amazing. It's not bad. Absolutely. No, yeah, not bad at all. It broke single-handedly, right? Well, I mean, we, we were there as soldiers helping, but but broke the back of the Soviet Union. We watched that wall come down together. Um, Grover, thanks for thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, it's, it's atr.org, atr.org, and and what's the uh, you're you're just Grover Norquist when tweeting, right? At Grover Norquist, absolutely. At Grover Norquist, atr.org. Uh, Sarah, pleasure having you on. Uh, look forward to having you back on. Anytime you want to come back on, you want to drop something, let us know. We'd, you know, our, our, our 100,000 or so fans would just love to hear from you again. I'd love to see you shortly when we, when we bury this idea and put it behind us, the uh, tax on, on rifles. That's it. We will do it. We will have you back. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Grover Norquist, thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, that was Grover. Listen, that was a treat, Earl. Uh, uh, thanks for chiming in there, Earl. Yes, come on, it was. <laughs> um, folks. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, <laughs> coming to you live from the Magswag.com studios. Earl and I are going to take about three minutes to to, to towel off because that was a fun one, and we'll be back after the break. The Deltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to Next Level Training. Coming back about one minute. One minute. And be sure to tell hey, Earl, the guys can you hear me okay? 
You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Uh, Earl, that was that was Grover Norquist. We had Grover Norquist on the show. Yes. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I kept quiet. I didn't, I didn't want to steal any of your thunder. Oh, my boy. Listen, he, you know, he just texted me. Thank you for the opportunity to join yeah. you guys today, Grover. That, Grover Norquist just texted me, Earl. Grover Norquist just texted me. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Relax. Listen, um, think about it. I mean, I, Earl, I, how many, uh, let's see, what, what the six, uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Um, Nick, can you name anybody that's uh, still any, anywhere around relevant that had six degrees to get to Ronald Reagan? Uh, we just talked to the guy with one. Yeah, that's true. One. We just talked to the that's guy with true. one. That's true, yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely yeah, amazing. Yeah, you're, you're, you're now, you're, what, what, does that make you two degrees from Ronald Reagan two degree, Bam, just like that. That's it. You know, hold on. going to drop the mic. Hold on. Wow. Nice. There we go. Drop the mic nice. out. Yep, yep. <laughs> that makes you two. You were there also. Oh, yes, boy. I was. You know what? I'm going to tell the quick story, and then we're going to jump into some more news. Um, the uh, I mentioned my Bush 41 was the first person I legally voted for for president. Um, 1984. <laughs> we're going. It's time to vote for Ronald Reagan. I'm uh, I'm I'm 15, 16. Uh, you know, as as the uh, as we're, we're leading up to the election, and uh, I. Uh, I decided I want to vote for him. You know, and you used to have to have an ID, you know, not unlike you have to have now. Uh, and, and you have to have an ID to vote. And so I uh, had a coach who was a, uh, you know, was a, I, I, he, was a, he was a guy that was going to be voting. And he told, uh, I knew he had his, uh, an old ID he kept in his desk because he had showed it to us before in, his, in the coach's office. You know, the coach's office. That's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like a chain link fence inside the, the locker room. And he's got a desk behind it. That was the right. coach's the coach's office. All right. the all the same, I think. Everybody had them like that, and um, I got that ID. And uh, you know, before uh, November election that year, and I, I remember going to vote. Um, and Earl, I'm, I'm you know 16, and I you know I probably passed for you know 16. You know, that's that's about it. And I go up to yeah. this woman. It's a it's a woman maybe, probably maybe 16 and a half. Might be, yeah, might be. I go, I go up to the woman at the uh, the voting precinct. And uh, I made sure I was going at a different time than I knew my parents were going because I thought that would be odd, right? That'd be weird for them. Um, and <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I get up there, and the woman asks me for ID, and I show her the ID. Um, and she looks at me, and she says, um, you were a black Marine in 1968? Uh, and, and I said, war does terrible things to a man. Uh, and, 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 and she... She, 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 she looked at me, she gave a little giggle, and she said, who are you voting for? I said, ma'am, I'm here to vote for President Reagan. Um, and she looked at me and said, welcome home, Marine, and let me in, and I went and voted. So there's, <laughs> there's my first story. My first criminal act, you know, so. Yeah, uh, that, 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 that's worse than handing them an ID with McLovin on it. Oh, boy, yeah, that's ex- exactly. That's what my vaccination ID says, by the way. McLovin. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a Hawaii ID that says McLovin. Oh boy. Let's um let's jump into I want to talk uh, to you about the, the criminal. Uh, exactly right. I want to talk to you guys about the Robertsons. You remember the Robertsons? Duck Dynasty? 
Everybody yeah, knows, the, knows the Robertsons. Dynasty. Um, I get razzed about that show so much. Well, you got the beard. You got the big beard, and you had it probably before the show say, became just, a hit as too. As you're fond of pointing out, you know, I've got a got a beard that you know give them a good competition, and and everybody else, oh, you grew this out because of Duck nope. Dynasty, don't you? Nope. Like, no, I've had facial hair way before they did. Yep. My my 32 year old son does not know me clean shaven. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember we uh, it, it was like no shave November we started, and a bunch of us started, and I grew mine for a year, and it probably got six eight inches. Um, but mine looked like uh, like there was some genetic problems going on with my beard. You know, it just wasn't quite right. Uh, yours, uh, yours carried out fully, and you kept going. And that was before they got they got popular. Before anybody knew who they were. Uh-huh. All right. Well, Willie, remember Willie? Willie's like the uh, the older brother. Uh, him and his wife Corey, they have some uh, they have some gun control uh, you know, tips, criticisms. I guess we can call it. Um, well. It, it turns out that they got they got their house broken into. They got their house broken into, and Corey was home alone when this happened. Now, now that's that's the wife. Corey does okay. not Corey does not have the beard. Uh, Duck Dynasty stars Willie and Corey are opening up about a scary time in their lives, sharing their thoughts on gun control. Uh, Corey revealed that someone tried to break into their couple's home earlier this year. She said a lot of people they could say they're against them firearms until something happens, and then like. Oh, where's the person with the gun? Or I wish I had a gun, uh, Corey stated. She says, does gun control really work? She goes, I know. It happened to, it happened this year to us like someone tried to break into our home, and I was very glad Willie had a gun hidden somewhere for me, and I got it out, and I was sitting on my bed ready. Uh, Willie then chimed in saying, uh, sharing his perspective on uh, waiting for authorities to handle the situation. He said, listen, we'll just call the cops, and they'll show up, and that's, and that's just not the case. Uh, you can call the cops. But they're not always right there. They can't always get there. You have to be able to defend yourself. Um, and listen, and, 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 and obviously we've seen them out shooting before. We know they're big outdoors people. We know they're big hunters. Um, and they're, they are sec- pro-Second Amendment people. This was, listen, this is, you've seen their house, right? You've seen their picture on the, on the, on the TV yeah. show, right? Their house? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you know, the, his dad is an avid duck hunter. In fact, he... He turned down possibly you know, college football and possibly going into the pro football because it interfered with duck hunting season so much. I saw a thing on TV about uh, Carrie Bradshaw was Phil Robertson's backup quarterback. If Phil Robertson wouldn't, wasn't such an avid duck hunter, we may not have had Carrie Bradshaw in, in his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it sounds like that Willie and Corey were were Second Amendment supporters, but they you know may may have been okay with a few little ideas of gun control here and there until something happened to them. And like they mentioned, what you know, every, you know, a lot of people want to want, want gun control and don't want prayer in schools. When something happens, somebody tries to break in your house. What's the first thing you do? Pray someone with a gun will show up soon enough, you know, as quickly as you want them to. Yeah, absolutely right. Listen, I'm not sure that um, I would ever think that they were, you know, they were never anti-gun or, you know, full-on gun control people. Um, I think they might have been those people that that uh, just wanted to, 
have their firearms, be left alone, and maybe not even ask, be asked for their opinion. And, and, and listen, they get that celebrity status, and I get that. They don't want to lose, uh, you know, they don't want to lose fans, so they want to try and please everybody. Um, well, and I think this, right. inc- this incident just helps point out that, listen, we are willing to stand up and let you know that our, you know, about our, our belief for Second Amendment rights and our opposition to gun control. Uh, and I'd be willing to set that that's probably, uh, be willing to say that that's probably anybody there in that Robertson clan is probably going to be like that. If I had to guess, I mean, maybe, maybe uncle Cy we want to keep a, you know, you know, keep a AR away from, you know, I don't know. Hey, 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 <laughs> Hey, <laughs> that's why I said that. I think uncle Cy would be fine. He's the Vietnam vet. He could probably make that thing, oh, yeah. s- make that thing sing for them. You know, everybody else would, would have no oh, idea. Hey, hey, hey. He, he could break it down, show them how to clean it blindfolded. Yep. Yep. With the AR cleaning kit in one hand and some iced tea in the other. He got his sweet Oh, yeah. Got to have the tumbler of iced tea. Got to have that sweet tea. Got to have that sweet tea. I'll, I'll, show, I'll show you how to work this poodle shooter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, boy. I miss those guys. Um, you know, I, I saw some of the pics where um, they were like, oh, see them now without their beards. Uh, they just kind of trimmed it up, Earl. It's not like they don't have their beards. They, they, uh, Willie did get rid of his long hair. He's got, uh, he's got white walls on the sides now. Um, or, yeah, or, I, I saw that. Or, or gray walls, but uh, you know, it's just it gets hot. Sometimes you gotta you gotta take away that uh, take away that heat. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks, that's the first hour of the program. Uh, incredible thanks to Grover Norquist for joining us. That's uh, atr.org uh, or at Grover Norquist on uh, on the old uh, the Twitter feed. Um, until next hour, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on swivel. Stick around. We'll be back in six minutes. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity. Not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America.
It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. My name is Mike. I'll be uh, you know, trying to guide us through the remainder of the program here. we got just under an hour left together. Uh, you know, listen, we're going to try and make a, the first hour as a, 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 excuse me, the second hour as exciting as the first hour, but uh, it's going to be hard to top uh, Grover and Norquist there, uh, Earl. I mean, no pressure on Major Bill. No pressure on yeah. Major Bill at all. Uh, let's see. Nope. No Listen, pressure. No pressure. Uh, let me think. Uh, I knew Ronald Reagan or Florida Man story. Mm, it might be tough for him. We'll see how it works out. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. I do not do the show by myself. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great, great-great, great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Coming to you live from the MagSwag.com mobile edition uh, studios. Earl, where do the mobile studios currently find you? Right now, they are in between, well, I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm just on the north side of Ocala, Florida. You're in the flats. You're in the flats between Ocala and, Jor- yeah. and, uh, and Gainesville. Okay. Yeah. In the swamp flats there. Yep. Yeah, the high. The well, high. actually, I'm, I'm, I'm in the I'm I'm in the back on the back roads. What what we truck drivers like to call, I'm going through the woods. Oh, you taking the three? You taking the three hundred one down? I'm not on the super slab. Yep. I'm taking three hundred one. You want? And I've already got a traffic update. I ain't getting on the super slab. <laughs> Everybody's on the super slab. Yeah. Yeah, I know the feeling. Look like seventy five is a parking lot. I know the feeling. Um. Earl, it is uh, it is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I wanted to, uh, yes, to to speak to some of the folks out there today about Memorial Day, and there's been a lot I've seen from some from my fellow veterans that um, I want to clarify. Uh, you know, for for everybody out there, Earl. First, I guess I should ask: uh, any plans for for Memorial Day weekend? And uh, and then what is uh, what is Memorial Day weekend? Just you know, mean to you? Uh, relaxing around the house with the wife, uh, maybe throw something on the grill, no definitive plans, but that's a good possibility. And to me, Memorial Day is remembering the, uh, your, your brothers in arms that, that cash that check. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Listen, that check, that check that yeah. they, they, they wrote, they wrote the check to uncle Sam that said, uh, payable up to and including my life, if need be. Yep. Yep. It's it, it's true, and um, uh, you know that's that's the, folks. That's the difference. Um, and and I, and I get it. And this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Neural. My my plans are basically the same as yours. It's a uh, if I can get a, if I can catch a relaxing weekend without people needing me here, there, or everywhere else, I'm going to take it. Um, the uh, uh, the the Veterans Day folks is is where you would say thank you to uh, those that have served and come home, or and those that are still serving because they are even though they're on active duty or reservists, they're still veterans. They're just you know currently serving veterans. Um, the Memorial Day is for those that uh, you know that, that did not did not come home. Um, um, 
it's it's one of those things where we ask uh, or people ask. I'm not asking anything. Um, you know, for for Memor- Memorial Day weekend, just remember, Happy Memorial Day is probably not the right saying. Would you Would you agree, Earl? Yes, yes, I would say that. Uh, the closest I could come to that would you know most people would e- easily remember, I think, would be more appropriate. Would be would be uh, enjoy your Memorial Day. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's what I think. This almost exactly what I say. I say have a good Memorial Day or have a good Memorial Day weekend. Um, that's it to say to yeah. say happy. Um, and listen, ninety percent of the people I don't think are going to have any uh, you know uh, you know understanding of anything. The difference between the two, we are conditioned uh, as Americans to say happy, then fill in the holiday name. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is. Right. Uh, you know, that's that's just the. Uh, that's just the way it goes. It's 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 happy uh, Halloween, uh, you know, happy New Year's, uh, happy President's Day. You know, uh, it it doesn't matter. Um, but there are there are those out there. There are the veterans out there that still um, deal with the loss every day of those they served with. Uh, and I think saying a happy Memorial Day is just the kind of thing that um, uh, would would not decrease their pain let's say that i don't want to say anything would increase it but um you know it's just something to be conscious of if you say uh, you know happy memorial day and and you don't have any ill intent by saying it I, I i don't really have an issue with it just know that there's those out there folks just there's there are there are those veterans out there that um they they still genuinely uh deal with it there's still the family members that genuinely deal with the death of their of their military loved ones and to hear happy memorial day is going to you know you're going to get a response like, you know, what's happy about it, you know, or something. It just, you, you just might as well just say, just have a good, have a good Memorial Day, or, or, uh, or like, what was it? How did you yeah. say it, Earl? Enjoy, Enjoy your Memorial, your Day. Memorial Day. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and that yeah. could, well, that could be everything. Well, that could be anything, anyway. Again, Earl, going home and barbecuing. It's how you're going to enjoy it. Uh, I know that you know people that have passed on in military service, and I'm sure you'll honor them in what, in, in whatever way you're going to do so. Yes, yes, yeah. Unfortunately, so many people have, have lost the true meaning of Memorial Day. And, and to them, when they first think of Memorial Day, they think of a day off of work and throwing something on the grill. Uh, I, I think of the friends that I made over the years that, that didn't, didn't return home. And, you know, I modify that a little bit. I throw what they liked on the grill. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, honor them somehow, folks. Doesn't no matter how big or small. That's, that's a perfect example right there. Um, you know, you know one, of, one of Earl's friends or loved ones that did not return loved, you know, big old fat T-bones. So he's putting a big old fat T-bone on that grill for him today. Yeah, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. They're, they're not around to enjoy it anymore, so I'm going to enjoy it for them. I know it sounds selfish and all that but you know pretty you know it, it, simply put that that's the best i can do for him right now that's it so i'm gonna gonna do what i can in my way yep there you go that's how you do it that's how you do it um yeah you know same kind of plans earl uh same kind of plans i, I get going on it's just uh you know relaxing easy and uh and, and have a nice uh a nice uh calm weekend uh long weekend uh definitely be thinking about uh Certain individuals that uh, you know are no longer with us because, like you said, they they wrote that check that said uh, it included up until up on up to their lives, and uh, and that's what some of them some of them gave. So, 
Uh, hey folks, we promise uh, when we come back, though, we're gonna we're gonna give you a little more a uh, little more upbeat. In fact, earlier I think we were talking about uh, some guns, some rifles that uh, I don't think anybody would miss. And I'm not talking about how the ATF feels Back about door. your rifles. I'm talking about <laughs> rifles that Back just usual yeah, r- rifles that just didn't get real popular. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Stick around. We'll be back right after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distiller. Two minutes. Names like Patton, Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon. You can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights. One minute. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation. Coming back after the spot. Rights might live. 
call, 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Uh, we're just here proceeding here into, what is this, uh, hour two, segment two. Two, two by two. Two by two, Earl, you got me? Kyle, come on back, two by two, you got me? Two by two. two come by, on back. Come on, come on back. Loud and proud. Come on back, we got you, we got you. Coming through five by five here on the two by two. All right. That's enough, that's enough of that. There we go. We're going to get truckers pulling off right now, yelling at me. Stop it. Leave Earl alone. Um <laughs> Earl, I want to talk to you about five horrible guns that really should just be forgotten. Five horrible, and this is makes not okay. individual, not individual you guns that you know, uh, you know, because we all we've all had one individual gun that he just you know didn't matter. He could be the best of the best, and he just couldn't get on target. We're not talking about that individual gun. We're talking about five general types of manufactured guns. So uh, I'm just going to jump right into this, and uh, folks, we're going to have us a little conversation here. Uh, this is called the and it's a French pronunciation, so I, I uh, apologize ahead of time if my French is a little rustier than my Italian. Um, the Chauchat, the Chauchat light machine gun, Chauchat light machine gun, is a French machine gun. It was one of the very first squad level automatic weapons ever produced, made for French and later American armies during World War One. Uh, the only reason the American armies had it during World War One is because the French refused to use it, and we were in France fighting World War One. Uh, the the Chachat even looked like it was made from bicycle parts, using a great deal of metal tubing nearly identical to that found in bicycle frames. Um, it was uh, it was replaced in the U.S. service by the the 1918 uh, the Browning automatic rifle. Uh, that's the smaller 30 cal one with the big. Most people recognize that as the uh, like the water cooled uh, uh, you know uh, cylinder that goes around the barrel. So early. Chochat yes. light machine gun. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar with the Chochat light machine gun. No, I actually, I, I had never heard of it before uh, researching on this article. But so you're saying being a French made during World War One, there's a good chance of what few uh, are still around are probably in in good condition, pristine condition. Wouldn't use them, so that that means they they weren't. That uh, they're never fired and maybe dropped one. That's right. Got got some scuff marks from where they were dropped. Other than that, the the bores are probably perfect and the barrels are probably perfect. Uh, let's see. We kid, uh, folks. We kid our French allies. They're not listening. I, I'm looking at the stats. They're not listening anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Um, although we yeah. get, we got some French Canadians probably listening, but they hate the French almost as much as we do. Uh, let's see. We got here um, the Nambu. <laughs> The Nambu, and I'm actually not that, uh, you know, I don't feel so bad about the Nambu. Um, Imperial Japan, this is Japanese, uh, like a copy of a German uh, a Luger, the, the, the P8 Luger. Uh, despite its technological prowess at sea and in the air, uh, Japan was a little hopeless mess on the ground when it came to designing firearms. Uh, Nambu was privately okay. purchased by thousands of Imperial Army and Navy officers, became the unofficial pistol of the Japanese military. 
with the addition of a safety as compared to the German Luger, uh, it could be it could only be operated by the user's free hand. Um, so I guess that means that the, the, they're worried about the safety being on one side. I think that's an unfair criticism because we all learn how to move our hands about to to uh, to take care of the safety. Um, eight millimeter cartridge, right? Notoriously poor stopping power, uh, and was never used in any other weapon. Well, eight millimeters was used obviously in rifles, but they're referring to the eight millimeter handgun cartridge. Earl, we've had a couple of Nambu pistols in in our in our hands before. What do you think? Um, yeah, as far as, I mean, first off, ammo is, is very, very hard to come by, so you can't even go plink with it if you want to, and then you get into, like you mentioned, you know, it, it, ballistically, it, it's not a good performer, so you wouldn't even think about using it in a defensive situation. Uh, me, personally, I, would, I wouldn't turn my nose up at one, but if I was interested in one, it would be purely for historical collector value. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, they always seem like they were, I don't know, kind of cheaply made. Maybe cheaply is not the right word. Maybe the whole mass-produced thing during the war is, is more accurate. You know, it wasn't like it was a, uh, uh, you know, all 1911s to me seemed like they came off the line just tuned, perfect, ready to go, whereas the, the Nambu was more of a, hey, don't forget your Nambu, we got one for you, you know, kind of thing, so... Oh, well, yeah, well, you know, we, we had a genius design the 1911. I, I don't know who designed the, the Nambu. I'm Probably gonna... made a heck of a sword, but, you know, oh, yeah. don't yeah. know if he, how, how he designed a, a handgun. Um, I don't know what his first name was, but I think his last name was Nambu. I don't, I don't know. Um, probably, probably. <laughs> Johnny, uh, Johnny Nambu, that's who it was. I just looked it up on the uh, fake web. Uh, let's see here. We got um, the Gavir 41. Gav- he, he, the, he goes by John, though. Yeah, he does go by John. Yeah, they won't cash his checks either, Earl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Gavir 41. The Gavir 41. Although Germany started the war with the, the bolt action, uh, the K-98, or the, the 98K, the carabiner. As the fighting dragged on, German engineers looked for ways to increase the individual soldier's rate of fire. One was the Gavir 41. Adopted an early gas piston rotating bolt rifle operating system it was, it was, uh, that was featured in the M1 Garand. The Garand, however, did a much better job of implementing, implementing it. The G41 was inexpensive to manufacture, and the machining involved uh, was expensive. I'm sorry, the G41 was expensive to manufacture, and the machining involved was complicated. Weapon demanded constant and meticulous maintenance, and its muzzle often fouled. At 11 pounds unloaded, it was 2 pounds heavier than the 98K. And the weapon was poorly balanced. Although a semi-automatic weapon, the integral non-detachable magazine was slow to load, limiting the rate of fire. Um, Earl looks like uh, kind of like an M1, kind of like a Kirkano, um, and um, okay. it's uh, it just uh, it was it was it looks like it was too late of a design to be of use. Uh, you know, if this had been produced in the 30s. Rather than in the 40s, this would have been a, a nice rifle. Um, but because the war okay. was on, it, it, did not, it did not hold up to what, what they needed from, from a, a, a battle rifle. Yeah, and, and it sounds like it fell victim to the, the normal German propensity of overcomplicating their firearms. Uh, Americans, you know, we, we figured out how to do them, you know, dirt simple and, and stone reliable. Uh, you know, and, and unfortunately, Germany has, has continued with that. I've seen 
some late model firearms that when I first break it down and look at it, okay, it's, it's you know, it's a very, very, it's, it's a German version of an Austrian version, but then they, they added a whole bunch of extra stuff in there to, in my opinion, simply overcomplicate it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely agreed. Good analysis there. Um, next one, we got two left here is the, uh, the Colt 1855 revolving rifle. All right, folks, quite simply, if you've seen an old Colt revolver, you know, cowboy style revolver, um, this was that in a rifle format. So take the revolving cylinder, put it there uh, in the rifle, stick your 16-inch, 18-inch barrel on it. Instead of a grip, you put a stock onto it. Uh, the problem was they tried to bump it up from handgun caliber to rifle caliber, uh, and now you had this big rifle cartridge uh, right in front of your face where your head's leaning against the cheek against the cheek of the stock. And if you understand how a revolver works... Gases escape from the front of the cylinder as the bullet passes into the barrel, which is okay on a revolver because you're holding it at arm's length and it's a handgun cartridge. Try and do that on a rifle cartridge and put your face right there next to it. Not so much. Doesn't work so much. Yeah, I'll pass on that. It's a, I, it, I might collect one to hang on the wall to look at, but I'm not going, going out and you know, trying it out at the range. You can get um, – I forget who it is that um, – makes copies of these now uh, or, 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 or similar versions, but they use handgun cartridges. So like 38, 357, um, they, they put in them um, instead of rather trying to put a 4570 cartridge in there and have that, uh, that damn thing going, you know, spitting black powder and shavings on you as you pull the trigger every time. Okay, I might, I might do that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, but those, in, those are okay. Well, if, you get, if you could find one in forty-four Magnum, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, and they, I believe they do make that them in forty-four oh, Magnum. Oh. Yep. I, nice. I, I okay, I'm in do. on this. I believe they do. I believe they do. Um, Earl, and the last one here on the list, we got a couple seconds left to talk about. It, is the Colt two thousand, the Colt two thousand. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Colt two thousand, it is. Uh, Obviously, the Colt is you know is is, is incredible uh, firearm in in of itself, but the Colt 2000 was the was the upgraded uh, you know tried to be version of a uh, of the uh, um, uh, like a new Glock like Colt's version of a Glock with the polymer and all that uh, double stack mag striker fire design uh, just had horrible horrible reliability problems uh, didn't go anywhere. I think it was out for like three, four years, 91 to 94, actually, and it was recalled and canceled in 94. So that was it. Uh, folks, uh, listen, yeah. we got more program coming back after the break. We should have Major Bill with us, so stick around. Uh, you're listening to Arms Room Radio. We'll see you in three minutes. kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. 
It's the USO to go program with all of the above and more selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people, people just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO. Until everyone. Three minutes. Three minutes. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire. You're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next, and how long am I going to be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me, and it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. Two minutes. Two minutes. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. No major bill yet. Oh, well, there he is, I think. Just say something to local authorities. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. This Memorial Day weekend, we honor all fallen Americans. From the American Revolutionary War, 25,000. From the Northwest Indian War, 1,056. From the War of 1812, 15,000 killed. From the Creek War of 1813-1814, 575. From the Mexican-American War, 13,283. From the Civil War, from both sides, 655,000. From Red Cloud's War in 1866, 126. From the Spanish-American War, 2,446. From the Philippine-American War, 4,196. From World War I, 116,516. From World War II, 405,399. From the Korean War, 36,516. From Vietnam, 58,209. From the Dominican Republic, 1965-66, 47. From the Beirut Deployment, 
between 82 and 84, 266. From the Gulf War, 294. The war in Afghanistan, 2,216. 2, the Iraq War, 4,497. From the current fight against ISIS, 76. 1,354,000 plus. 1,354,000 plus combat and combat-related deaths. American servicemen. Ladies and gentlemen, you are all not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for again for sponsoring the Fallen Heroes segment of the program. Folks, numbers I just gave you, Atlas and I got from a couple different websites, put them together. Um, the actual combat, direct combat deaths of American soldiers, 1775 through 2019, is 666,000 plus. The combat-related deaths, 673,000 plus, which equals that 1.3 million. What's a combat-related death? Uh, that's when you're when your tank explodes from a fuel leak on the way to the battle. You didn't take an enemy round, but you died on the way to the fight. Uh, it's, it's, it's that kind of, it's that kind of uh, thing. It's when, you, it's when your B-24 crashes in a training accident uh, you know, the month before you were going to, to bomb Europe. Those are, those are combat-related deaths. Um, hey, ladies and gentlemen, on the line with this, we have the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of the program. Please welcome back to the show, Major Bill. Hey guys, how's everybody doing this week? Not too shabby, sir. Doing Not too well. shabby. Doing well. We uh, go off the intro music there, but that's that's all right. Hold on a second, there, Bill. Let me see. Uh, Colton, you got Bill okay there? How's he sounding to you? A little choppy. Bill, go ahead and disconnect, reconnect, because I want everybody to hear what you've got to say, and I'll hold it. I'll hold the fort for a moment until you reconnect. Um, so, folks, yeah, we've got uh, that's that's the difference there. We've got between uh, combat deaths, combat related deaths. Uh, we get asked about that all the time. Um, if listen, if you left home uh, to go serve your country and it was time of war and you didn't come back, I don't think the difference is, um, you know, was it the enemy's bullet or was it the uh, the training accident? You you gave your life. You know that that's just the, the way it is. And this goes all the way back. Listen, the further back you go back in time, there were much more combat related deaths than there were combat deaths. Uh, with, them, with with modern safety and everything else going on nowadays, those numbers have gone the opposite direction, which is which is wonderful because you don't want to see any life lost, let alone one that happened in training. Uh, Major Bill, how you doing? Are you back with us now? Good, I'm back. Can you can you hear me? There we go. Yeah, yeah you you're good. Yeah, you you had some chop. One, two, yeah, yeah. three. You you had some chop there before. You're right, good, sir. Good, you're good, good. So you're all back. Not a not a problem. A, a wonderful tribute uh, today, guys. Uh, definitely, uh, this is not a uh, happy uh, time. This is a time to reflect. This is a time to remember. Uh, Mike, both you and I have uh, lost comrades, uh, both directly and indirectly, uh, to the to the fight that that we uh, have right now. And it's only fitting uh, that that we remember those heroes. And so I thank you for that, that tribute. Thank, thank you, sir. 
Uh, so, what, what might you have uh, for us today, though? With, you know, now, that, now that we're done with that part, what might you have for us today, sir? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it, it kind of in line with that. Okay. Um, I was uh, poking around on the, the interwebs there, and, uh, uh, Mike, you, you know from Blues Brothers, uh, Joliet, Illinois, uh, you know, uh, Joey, they, they serve a wicked yeah. pepper steak up there. Oh, they do. Uh, they do. But, orange whip. Orange uh, whip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> orange whip. Three orange whips. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, I found that the, Jul- the Joliet Police Department has an incredible program. And why this wasn't thought of sooner, I don't know. Uh, why I didn't think of it, I don't know. But it's a great program. And, uh, Mike, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to throw a term out at you, and I think you might know it. Oh boy! Uh, but the term I'm going to throw to you is battle buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know what a battle buddy is. Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, I not even be, know what a battle buddy be, is. Yes, yes, you do, Earl. Uh, but not to be confused with the Blue Falcon. Uh, no, the battle buddy. No, is no, your no, no, guy. no, no, no. No, this is 180 degrees. Uh, this is your go-to guy or gal. This is the one who has your back. Uh, they they got your six. Uh, they watch out for you. You watch out for them. You go everywhere uh, as a pair. Uh, it's, it's almost like your military wife or your military husband. But the Joliet Police Department has a program that they call the Battle Buddy Program. Okay. And what it is is when when someone calls 911 and they're in crisis, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions that the dispatchers ask, but they've added one more question. And what this question is is, are you a veteran? And if they say, yes, they are a veteran or the person they're calling about is a veteran, they have battle buddy officers. These officers are, are trained in crisis intervention. All officers get training in crisis intervention, but they go through specific training for crisis intervention for veterans and servicemen and women. And what they will do is they will put out a battle buddy call in an officer who is a veteran. Uh, and went through this training, will respond. Uh, instead of, you know, because we know how effective it's going to be sending a social worker to yeah. uh, a, a, an armed individual that wants to hurt themselves or others. Uh, but they will send a police officer, a Joliet police officer, who is a veteran uh, and has this training, because there is that connection. There's that connection when you talk to somebody else who's a veteran, who's currently serving as a guard or a reserve member, uh, that they identify with the things that this veteran in crisis is going through that other people just may not understand. And there is also that, that mentality of the veteran uh, when they have somebody who has no military service or law enforcement or, or, or a first responder, that they don't understand the, the things that that veteran has gone through, that they've seen, that they've dealt with. Uh, whether it be direct combat, indirect combat, the results of combat, uh, that a lot of our veterans and, and that they're dealing with in crisis. And we have 22 a day. On average, 22 veterans take their own lives uh, every day because of the demons that they're battling. So the Joliet Police Department has this program in place specifically to address those veterans in crisis. Uh, and they have about 30 officers up there that are trained for this, and they're available. They always have somebody that's working uh, that's that's a veteran that's in this battle buddy program. 
and they they cited a couple different examples of, of things that they've gone on. Uh, but right now, they started this program back in 2016, and wow. the fact that we're just hearing about it now really bothers me because, you know, this is something we can definitely get out uh, in, in front of. There's the stigma of mental health still, although it's becoming more and more accepted, uh, that you take care of your mental health and your emotional health just like your physical health. But veterans have that stigma, and we've seen that. Uh, in the in the mainstream media, that these veterans are dangerous, that they shouldn't be hired, they shouldn't be trusted, uh, and that they're pushed to the outside because of their military service and the things that they may or may not have seen or done in combat. Major, we gotta we gotta uh, hit the break so here real quick. Program. You got uh, we gotta hit the break here real quick. Uh, you, you, can, I, can I keep you another segment today? Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Let's do that, folks. So you're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from uh, the MagSwag.com studio. Stick around. we get back, we're going to continue this topic, another segment with Major Bill. The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com, or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level. Two minutes. Two minutes. Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com. This is actually the extended Major Bill segment. Major Bill segment, hold on a second. Col- Colton, do we have the Major Bill music? I, I know we couldn't get it last segment. Do we have the Major Bill music available? 
Not immediately. Not immediately. Okay. All right. We'll just we'll just uh, we'll sing it later. <laughs> we'll sing it to ourselves later. There we go. <laughs> um, here we go. I got. Oh, here it is. Here it is. More time to uh, devote to sound control to Major Bill. Ah, <laughs> uh, got, gotta love that. There it is. The classic. David Bowie. The classic. Yeah. He, he, you know, he was a stand-up guy to do that for us. He know? was. He was. It was one of his last things, one of his last recordings he did. Um, and I, we have to play that because if we don't, the uh, the good friends at Boundary Oak Distillery, they told us if we don't play it, they're cutting us off. They're cutting us off. We, I mean, that's they, oh, they, they want to hear that again. music play every week. Hold, hold yeah. on. Play it again. Sound control Bill. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that's it. That's so is, is that like cutting us off from sponsorship or, or like, you know, cutting us off? From the product. From the product. From the product, yeah. I, I listen, oh, I love their, no, I love no, the sponsorship, no. but we don't have to have that. As long as they keep sending the product, you know, it's, it's all right with me. Yes. Um, yeah. I'd like them to sponsor me in everyday <laughs> life, actually. You know, like, look, here's Mike going to the store. Brought to you by Boundary Oak Distillery. Yeah, that's what I... Boundary Oak Distillery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking for. Um, I like that. I like that. <laughs> but, hey, um, let's jump back to this because this is something that, that I know... Uh, Talking offline, we we feel that's important and uh, something that I want to. Uh, I'm going to contact uh, Joliet Police Department and, and get the info on this. And yeah, I'm going to try to initiate it uh, down here in Florida. When but when you when you contact um, just... when you contact Joliet. Oh, first off, let me let me give you this before you can jump back in there because we got some extra time. Um, the uh, the Army, where we know the Battle Buddy name, um, under the last, uh, well, under the, the, the Obama administration and now again under the Biden administration, they're trying to change the name of Battle Buddy. Bill, do you know what they're trying to change the name of Battle Buddy to? No, and I'm almost afraid to hear it. This is not a lie. and I'm, I'm, I swear to you, this is the truth. They're trying to change it, and they've been pushing for Warrior Companion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we, everybody, uh, everybody okay. looks around and says, um, says no, no, no. We're your battle buddies. You call everybody battle. That's what it is. Um, when you do call, now, and I'll hand it back to you. When you do call the Juliet Police Department, give a call over to Mount Prospect too. See how they're doing on used cars. Yeah. Well, you know what? I hear they got an auction coming up. Huh? Uh, you know. I'm looking for something, you know, you know, without a catalytic converter, so it'll run good on regular gas, maybe. Yeah, it just needs it needs a new lighter. Tires, cop suspension, <laughs> cop shocks, cop motor. Yeah, yeah. See what they got available. See what they got available. <laughs> but you know, but every one of them does not come with a cigarette lighter. No, so. <laughs> no, no. Oh, man. You're gonna have you're gonna have you're gonna have to replace that. <laughs> but uh, hey, so getting back to this this battle buddy program. Uh, with the, the Joliet Police Department, uh, it's not just the initial response that obviously is so critical uh, that you have somebody that can relate with the person in crisis, with that veteran, uh, that the officers that veteran themselves, and from their deputy chief uh, all the way down to patrol officer, they have about 30 officers that are trained in this. Uh, so far, they, they like to, to credit that in the time that they've done it, uh, that they have 30 saves. Uh, so they've, they've been able to intervene successfully uh, 30 times out of 30 uh, to where the, the veteran gets the help they need. So not only do they do the initial, but they do follow-up. And it's follow-up with the, the Veterans Administration, but it's also follow-up with, with outside organizations such as, you know, uh, and I'm not sponsored by any of these, 
but just to name a few that might be out there, you know, the Wounded Warrior Project, right. uh, Project Veritas, so, uh, it, it, the, the, the different, no, not Veritas, but anyway, the different uh, groups that are out there that provide services for veterans. Um, and they get the veterans to the help. And they take the stigma away from it and let them know that it's okay to ask for help. A lot of these officers have their own personal experiences that they can bring and draw from to relate with the veteran that, hey, man, what you're, or lady, uh, what you're going through is you're not alone in this. And we're your battle buddy. Uh, I never met you before, but you know what? You served. You're my brother. You're my sister. My, you, you know that uh, anybody who's the first responder, uh, the military veteran or those that support military veterans, you know, I, I don't have to know you to help you right. uh, and give you the, the things that you need to, to get past this and become better. Right. So it's a wonderful program. I wanted to bring it to light, especially today. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to reporting back and, and letting you guys know how it goes. Yeah, and Bill, I think you were talking about Veritas Villages is, is the one, not the Project Veritas. That's the... Uh, Undercover, uh, right. yeah, but yeah, but there's definitely a Veritas out there to make sure they get yeah, the props. But yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, they do support veterans. So. Yeah. yeah, they do, they do, they do, they do. Um, that listen, this is this is this uh, is uh, this were is. Were they the ones that brought up Warrior Companion? Uh, yeah, yeah, just about right. Um, this sounds like a great program. This sounds like an incredible program. This sounds like something that uh, every agency should have. You know, listen, you want to push for this social uh, worker nonsense like that. This is listen. This is that. I think this might be that bridge. This might be that bridge in between, at least as it, as it applies to veterans. Um, and, 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 I'll, and I'll say it, and I've, I've said it before, um, the camaraderie of, of many, many years of law enforcement is incredible and, and fulfilling and, uh, and everything you would think it is, uh, but it, it, it does not compare to that, uh, that camaraderie of the military that you've served with. No, absolutely. And when you get officers that are veterans, that they have this training, that they can intervene uh, and help out that veteran in crisis so that they don't become another statistic. They don't become one of those 22 a day uh, that we want, to, uh, we, want, we want to get that down to zero. There's, there, there's fights that we all fight, and it's not just when you're in the war zone. And, and Mike, I know you have a, a, a troop that succumbed after seven years, I believe it was. Yep. Uh, to, to, the, to the internal fight, and we we got to stop that. Yep, yep. It uh, it, it happens. And to listen to this uh, to this day, we we all know that he he uh, he, he died in Iraq. His his just uh, you know he it's like the it's like God gave him seven more years just so he could uh, watch his daughter grow up and she could uh, know her father. Um, and then he, and then he was uh, he was gone. Um, it's 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 not it's not something that stops. The moment you leave, it's not something that uh, stops the moment you get out. And, and, and listen, and it, it may be one of those guys that never affects them ever again for the rest of their life. Um, listen, it might be like our grandparents' generation, uh, you know, a major where um, um, what's the problem? Nothing. And that was it. And it was the end of it. You know, uh, you weren't there. You don't get to talk about it. You know, and, and there was nothing that you knew at home. Um, and then, but, you know, that's either today's, and I'll say it I'm sorry, I'll say it today. Um, I've said it many times before. Um, you know, the, the generation now is softer than, than our generation, Bill. But then when you and I look at the Vietnam generation, 
we know we're softer than them. When they look at the Korean and the World War II generation, they know they were softer than them. And it's the same thing down the line, you know. So everybody deals with things differently. And then it's up to those. Uh, well, listen, I'll call it right now. Leaders at the Joliet Police Department that came up with this program. And this program sounds incredible. And as soon as I'm off the air today, you and I will be talking. And what we can do to get this moving to your department, uh, other departments throughout the country. Because this sounds like that program that, that could be that missing link. Absolutely. I, I'm really excited about this. Uh, this is the... the the point that we need to go into uh, and and slow down and eventually stop that 22 a day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I asked uh, I asked Earl uh, earlier today, uh, uh, Major, what what are your plans uh, for the Memorial Day weekend? Uh, I I will be having a a, a solemn introspection. Uh, I will be uh, having a. a a cigar. I'll be having a drink, and I'll be having a quiet conversation with uh, with those friends that are no longer with us, those absent companions, uh, and those that have uh, gone before us and before their time, uh, and the sacrifices that they've made for this country, so that we can do what we do, uh, and uh, you know, celebrate their their life, and not celebrate in a good way, but uh, respect it. Um, remember them, memorialize them, and uh, a, a man remembered never dies. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, uh, Major, thank you for joining us. Thank you for honoring them. Thank you for honoring uh, everyone, uh, you know, and um, and please you and as well as everybody else in, uh, in, in your honorable profession, please be careful out there. Absolutely. And to all my brothers and sisters in blue, remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, watch your six. And if you need to, make that phone call to someone who can hear you. We'll listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from MagSwag.com studios. Guys, we'll see you right after the break. Folks, exercise your Second Amendment rights, uh, and I'll see you next week. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Awesome, right, Colton. That's everything. You're all set to go. I got it. Thank you very much, Ken. And I'll tell you. Have a good Memorial Day. You too. Have a good. Mo- you too. Have a good Memorial Day weekend. Thanks. See you guys next week. Bye. See ya.